Tough Business TV is here with uh, Darren Goff and Barry McDermott. You guys have just finished uh, a really insightful talk, talking a little bit about um, your careers and how the playing surfaces have impacted uh, your playing careers over the years. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what uh, prompted you to come to Soltex and why you felt that you wanted to have this dialogue with groundsmen? Well, firstly, I mean, uh, I'm an ambassador um, on, on the uh, cricket side and basically trying to help um, acknowledge uh, some of the uh, the help that goes into the volunteers that help to make grassroots cricket uh, as good as it can possibly be because without them uh, none of our children will be playing. I wouldn't have been playing when I was younger when I started nine years old at Monk Breton Cricket Club in Barnsley. Uh, so that's one of them and, and it's just to try and get the pitches um, the best possible surface you can possibly get for the kids to train on because if they can play more and get out there playing more on the cricket pitches in the summer and have the facilities there will create better teams so that's the way um, I'm involved Baz? Yeah the same I think my sport was a, a winter sport and it was imperative that the surface the facilities were as good as they could be but obviously I think uh, by nature of them being amateur volunteers you're, you're relying on meat packs and raffles and fundraisers so the less we can move away from that the more support we can provide and and grassroots Goff is right I, I wouldn't be where I got to I wouldn't be allowed to get to where I got to as a professional sportsman had I not started at Saddleworth Ranges in Oldham then on to Waterhead and uh, the support that I got from the coaches the parents and the people and the people who looked after the clubhouse, I wouldn't have got to the to the elite level. And in terms of the elite level, it's important that people who are day in, day out, looking at little incremental 1% improvements, um, it's important that they get some, some feedback and some information to, to make that happen. Sure. And you mentioned the elite level. I mean, you've both been retired now for some time, but, you know, going from sort of being <laughs> Thanks a player... Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't rub it in. OK. <laughs> You know, but, you, but you, 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 you've seen it from both sides, haven't you? Yes. You've seen it from being, you know, playing on that surface and, and being in there day in, day out, and then now watching from home. The pitches have changed tremendously over the past, you know, even just the four, past four or five years. How, what's sort of the biggest change that you've Well, we're noticed? both in the media as well. We can both yeah. observe and watch and, and compare and contrast, and it's vastly different. And all things considered, the, the sport in this country, sport is going in the right direction. You know, the old adage, if you, if you build it, they will come. That That's huge because the more participation we've got, the more places, I dare say it, me and Goffey are quite similar. We weren't academic when we were at school. No. You know, we were more, all sport. We, we sport were more comfortable yeah. play, playing sports. So the more facilities and the more outlets there are for people and students like us, the better. So at elite level, you, you go to ground, you look and you wonder and you marvel at the, the surface. Mm. And I believe that lends itself to an improved game, would you say? Oh, without a doubt, and I think what you're seeing is an excellence now in, in sport. And, and you find yourself, when you tune in and watch TV, right, and you look at a surface that they're going to be playing at the elite level on, and I actually find myself now even stupidly looking and saying, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's very much changed like that. When, we, when I first started, you had the elite, real elite, and then, like in football, for example, you had the real elite, the top clubs, the top six clubs who had perfect pictures all the time. They attracted the best footballers, they attracted the best style of football. And then as you go down the divisions, you used to see how, how they, they were affected. But now, with uh, the skill of these groundsmen from the top right through all the way to non-league football, they're producing excellent services, which is in, in turn producing better 
better sportsman, a more consistent level of sportsman. Yeah. And it's great to watch. And me now being a father of two boys who are 21 and 18. So I've done it myself, started at the bottom, worked my way up. And now I'm seeing those, my two boys, actually benefiting from some of the skills that have been learned sure. over the years from groundsmen. It, it's brilliant to watch. Yeah. And internationally, you both, you know, have played, and obviously, when you're all in the media, um, sort of looking at pitches internationally, do you really see that sort of British groundsmanship? Because you hear this all the time that we're sort of the leaders, that we're oh, setting yeah. the pinnacle. Do you, you do you agree with that? Oh, I do definitely, yeah. because I remember uh, the guy uh, was at Warwickshire. I can't remember his name. He was the groundsman. He was a big man, and he, he was a fantastic groundsman, way ahead of anybody else. And then the next time I saw him, he was in Barbados, and after that. He's in Cape Town, so now, and I think he's in Dubai now. So basically, what he does, he just gets, they keep taking him all around the world and going to these facilities and making sure they're in tip top condition. He actually prepared the, uh, all the pictures for the World Cup um, in the Caribbean um, a few years ago, so he was employed by the ICC to do that. So that's what I'm saying. So there is that now where the I've even heard of transfer fees now yeah, in Groundsman because yeah. the elite, the, the elite, they're head really hunted, wanted. aren't they? They're head they're hunted. as valuable. A player is only as valuable as the surface that he's playing on. Mm. So it's no good buying the world's best players in that sport if the uh, if the, the if the surface is a bag of rags. So yeah, it's it's massive. And again, you know, from a media perspective, you turn up to a ground and the and the the surface looks immaculate. Mm. The stadium looks bright, vibrant. The atmosphere starts to build, sure. it starts to generate. You know you're in for a great game, sure, it doesn't sure. matter what sport it is. Well, I want to talk a little bit about injuries as well, because you both mentioned... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the we both know <laughs> both cops. The different our injuries. Is there, is there his knees and mine and my shoulders? shoulders yeah, but, but, but talking about you know the impact of playing services and injuries, I mean, how important is it to have that dialogue with groundsmen and to, to have, keep those channels of communication open about what is and is not a good playing service so that you can keep injury-free? They need that feedback, don't they? they? They welcome that feedback. It's not criticism. It's just something that they can use to improve to give you what you want all groundsmen they're not that naive and not selfish to think that if our team is playing well if our team is winning and it's successful the byproduct of that will be the grounds the groundsmen will get some praise and will get some mm. some accolades so so they want that they need that and they welcome that yeah we tried to bring the groundsmen into our team and, and involved in the conversations is definitely at cricket and I think it's massive and I think one thing with groundsmen is but they need to know what it's like as a cricket because some of them might not come from a cricket background they're just brilliant at doing what they do and so we try to get him on and say one thing is the communication and the what the biggest thing for the fast bowler which I did was the footholds and making sure the footholds were in tip tip-top shape because if you go through on them footholds so the weight you're putting through your body that's your higher risk of getting an injury and I did mine in New Zealand believe it or not in the footholds in New Zealand and I've suffered ever since 2001 um, so I think it's very important you have that dialect between uh, a team and uh, everybody who's on the ground staff.